Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever here on a, what is it, Thursday? The days are running yes. together here uh, at the end. If you'd like to get in here, 8150, 93.9, you are welcome uh, to do so. So, Tyler, what are we going to do mentally here with the last three games with this men's basketball season? I know you and I have talked about, you know, Kenny's tone has changed a little bit. He seems very, very focused on the future. Right at the time, though, that... I think you are really seeing a, a different effort from them. It's not near where it needs to be ultimately, but compared yeah. to where they were at the beginning of the year, I think they look a lot better, a lot different. You're encouraged by it. We're past the point of, you know, trying to play the way into the bubble or anything like that, but what can we accomplish in these last three games before we head to the ACC tournament? Having a clearer picture of contributors for next season, uh, I think is like you – you know about Mike James, you know about Kamari Lands, but I think there needs to be a little bit more of a focal point on like, look, what are we? What are you really going to get out of Brandon Huntley Hatfield moving forward next year? Is like, is that something where we've talked a lot about the roster turnover that's more than likely coming for this, and who's going to be here and who's not? And that's the big lingering question of as soon as this season ends, whenever it is, if it's after, you know, early eggs in the ACC tournament, whatever, like that immediately kicks on of who is going to be here and who's not going to be here. And the re-recruitment of some of the guys I even just mentioned, like a Mike James and, and a Kamari, who I think has figured some things out towards the end of this season. Uh, but but the bigs I look at and I'm like, man, where you know, Okorafor's shown some nice stretches, but I don't even feel like we've gotten to to fully dive into his potential or anything yet because he got hurt, so we haven't seen him for two games. If he's back for the last three, do you really give him, like, an extended run in some of these games? Like, throw- I would give him all of Sidney Curry's minutes. Yeah, that's where I'm... That's what I would That's do. where I'm kind of getting at here is... How much does the lineup shift if he's like full go and he's healthy? 
like the starting lineup uh you know jj has improved quite a bit and shown what he can do so i would think he's going to keep playing a lot and it was noteworthy that ken uh kenny while praising jj uh the other day for scoring 16 points he still wants more out of him as a big in terms of rebounding defense he's been of that nature blocking shots yeah he, he definitely gets some of that for sure if there's one wish I could have for this offseason, and I know that guards and guard play, getting yeah, guards sure. is going to be a bit like, – I'm not downplaying any of that. That's still true. But I would give anything for them to find in the portal somewhere a Johnny Broom type. Just like a straight seven-footer with questionable offensive abilities who – instinctively blocks everything because like to me there's no bigger way you instantly change what louisville does defensively yep then give them a shot blocker who can erase a lot of these blow bys one-on-one well who blocks shots and and you never will question if they'll have a body on somebody on the boards on the rebound like they immediately and of course for has some of that like i think when you watch emmanuel now you notice that like he he could probably play too physical at times because he's not used to how some of this is officiated. Eager. You know, that's why he gets called for for moving screens and stuff like that. There's some some kinks to be worked out there. Uh, Holly Hatfield's so interesting th- to me though because he was a you know a five star recruit leaves Tennessee, and, and I don't feel like there's like a game this year where I can go back to and be like there's the the full potential of of this guy like he'll, he'll show it to you in some stretches and some flashes uh with his physicality in terms of imposing will and getting down low and scoring or a block shot here or there but there's not like some crazy double double performance right out there that i've seen enough like that's the the five-star ceiling of this kid and where does kenny stand with him right now uh that's that's what i'd be kind of intrigued to hear and it's like is is he committed to staying here with kenny or does he you know not want a a part of this anymore and go try it again somewhere else i don't know let's get to duke in here and if you want to follow duke you can 81 59 duke welcome in what's up buddy hey thanks guys thanks for taking the call great show thank you uh i love first of all i'll make two comments my first comment was going to be on brandon milbert let me make it second uh comment on kenny payne and the and the team it's really strange during the year, I've watched virtually every game they've played and obviously been very disappointed with most of them. Yeah. But it's really funny how you can get conditioned to expect the worst, and then when they start getting better, you just kind of grab on and cling on to it <laughs> because it's something that's substantial. Yeah. I love it. They're, they're getting to be fun to watch. Too bad the season's over, but hopefully we'll get better next year. Last but not least, the Brandon Miller thing bothers me in this manner. By playing him, Alabama, in my opinion, is sending a clear message that sports is more important than a human life, and that's what I have a problem with. I'd like to sit back and listen to your comments. Thank you. Appreciate uh, the call there, Duke. Thank you. Yeah, as far as the the Brandon Miller situation – when Nate Oates says what he said yesterday, not the statement that he released afterwards, but when he said it in front of the microphone, that was the real him. And he definitely gave uh, the, the air of our entire approach to this entire thing is about what 
is going to help us keep this pretty special season going. Like that's that is how he sounded. They're never going to just say that. Yeah. But all of the actions and everything everyone said that was unrehearsed and unprepared by some sort of professional PR agent or something all definitely gives you that whiff of everything we decided to do and everything we've said is about keeping this team going because they they realize it got kind of a once in a lifetime group there. Yeah, and and that's the again, inconsequential in the grand scheme of things whatever happens with this Alabama basketball team, but they've literally never had a team. This this is not some powerhouse program that, you know, you can just and it's it's unique for them. And it's unique from like our perspective to evaluate it because we see that as man did we ever think we would be having a, a conversation like this about alabama basketball as like a, a title favorite or a tournament favorite with with this kind of storyline going on no i don't think we did uh but yeah i i don't think they've handled this well really at all. i mean even the other night and i know he i think he clarified the clarification <laughs> If that's you're possible. always in a good place when you're having to clarify your clarifications, you know, like, and, and even the first clarification. So, like the the written statement, I read it and I was like, "It was better, buddy." You didn't no, he didn't clarify anything. <laughs> like, what what did you clarify? I, I'm I'm lost on the detail to which you think you made clearer here because I I, I don't see it. Uh, yeah, it's. I think the, the the whole thing is going to continue to just it's it's going to dominate the college basketball news cycle for for the rest of this year and and it, and it should like it's a huge story there is no getting around it it's not something that alabama should yes they should be feet put to the fire on this the, the greg Byrne and, and eight oats and the whole organization they have to it's it's it has to happen it does make you wonder if this is maybe the first sign we've seen where alabama basketball is not used to attention Oh, I 100% think that's some of this. You know, they, they yeah. are a national interest story. They're a national championship com- competitive caliber team. Brandon Miller is a surefire top three, four pick he's in the draft. Pick, yep. I think he's still the only freshman in the country in the in the top 100 in scoring. Like, he has been a bright spot. He's a star. He's the best player on the team. And he's the best, he's the best player in the SEC. Yep. Uh, and I don't think Alabama, um, Alabama football, it's buttoned down. They know. And it, you do just sort of feel like maybe this is all a group of people associated with the basketball side, just not used to correctly handling this with the short and long term in mind, the big picture and the immediate. And it was like all immediate and all was whatever keeps it going right now. And then when it all comes out, they look terrible. Well, the, yeah. And I think it showed itself in the very first the comments of this whole thing a couple days ago with with the wrong place, wrong time thing that, that NATO said. Like, that is a clear sign of like, man, this was, you guys were not really, you weren't prepared for this one, were you? Or you didn't really do the, the whole homework or you don't have all the well, details you need here, do you? And then that's, uh, you got kind of two two parts to that. You didn't do, your, you weren't ready. And the question is, did they, are they just not used to it? Are they inexperienced and they weren't, you didn't know how to handle something like this? Or, and this is what I always hate when organizations do this in the name of sports, where they intentionally incurious. 
Did they just not ask? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, and not look into. Didn't vet it because out. they didn't want to know that as long as it wasn't obvious, told to them, and and right on the surface, they, they maintained plausible deniability by just sort of finding out the minimum. Oh, I think that happens all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. I I hate to to relate it to something locally, but it's something I think about a lot with what happened with with racing Louisville and its inaugural season in terms of plausible deniability and the accountability aspect of it. So it's it's something that happens quite a bit. And and again, I I, I can't hammer this home enough. I, I really just I think someone from AL.com spoke to the victim's family, maybe the victim's stepfather or something. And, and I, those stories just got to be amplified, man. That side of this has to be amplified because no matter what happens with Alabama basketball or, or Brandon Miller, Nate Oates, Greg Byrne, whatever, like you know that life was lost for that family and they are dealing with an absolute nightmare uh in this whole situation so uh, i'm glad somebody has their voice out there really to to add some balance to this and some much needed perspective on to what is ultimately just a, a horrible situation Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. that's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here uh is is now the time just to move it back uh, to louisville in these last couple of games you know seating not a thing you know, your return resume, not a thing. You're not worried about any of that. But do you do we see the youth movement here? You know, one of the odd things about this entire season is that in the struggle here, there's been very little where it's like, well, I'm going to go with my guys or the young guys or the youth movement or something right. that would sort of be future oriented. It's still kind of stayed focused around the same guys uh, trying to accomplish something. And now that we're at the end and, the, and none of that's happening. Uh, do, I mean, do you think we see Fabio? Do we see... Okorafor back out there, stuff like that. I think Okorafor, yes. Fabio, at this point, just doesn't... Seems like something's there where it's just not clicking with with him and the staff or expectations of, of what they think he should be doing versus what he think he should be doing like I, I think we just would have seen him for longer stretches by now um devin Ree maybe to a similar degree uh, but at least you know devin Ree gets in for a few like last game when the when the duke game was well decided by the end like devin Ree got some for lack of a better phrase garbage time minutes Bobby two Lee, minutes fabio did not right at all um so that's a an interesting situation in in that i I just don't see it happening, really, unless... And this is just basing it off of the trends that we've seen over the past month or so. Uh, but no, I think Okorafor, as long as Okorafor is healthy, I, I fully believe Kenny wants to get as much as he can out of him to, to see some growth, some better grasp of what they're trying to do in the college game as a whole as he adjusts, and to give fans another thing to kind of latch on to. Uh, because I think that was something when Emmanuel started playing that was pretty noticeable yep. was that fans wanted a guy, an effort type of guy who, for, for what it's worth, I think his skill set is, I think it's more than just the guy who's going to come in and give great effort and get rebounds. I think he is more skilled. Yes, I we're talking about him like he's a like Rudy. Yeah, no, he's right. got some game to him where I think he could be a, a very good player for Louisville. Um, but fans want to be able to to see that. And that's what, you know, obviously you have a ton of transfer portal work to do this offseason. There's no questions asked. But this is the part of selling next year is showing whatever you can towards the end of this year of like, oh, you see this guy? Like, yeah. Like, he's, he's back. He'll be back. And he'll be better. You know, there's only a couple guys on this team who you, who you can really do that with. 
So that needs to be a, a pretty big focus in these last couple of years. Yeah, I've been more. I've been surprised there hasn't been more of an emphasis on that. You know, because yeah. it's you know as the as the record got worse, it became he had fewer and fewer options of sort of laying some track with people for next year and beyond. And I would have thought the young guys would be kind of one of the only ones he had left. But if they're if they if they're not good. Like if, if they won't actually help you, then yeah, I would understand not doing that too. Yeah. The problem is you got to give something, right? I think you got to give something for people to be a little bit more ex- excited about or to give hope. And, and you've already done some of that with just changing the, or at least finding some consistent competitiveness over the past couple of games against good opponents. I mean, even the Duke game finishes as, as a 17 point game, but they cut that lead to 10 like five times, I think, in the last eight minutes of the game or something like that and just couldn't break through. Um, and I really thought you saw the lack of a front court presence in that game, like killing them over and over. Like they, they were getting beaten on the boards. They didn't have much of an answer for, for Philipkowski down low. Uh, they I sucked I, defensively in that game. Yeah, they were. And really, honestly, you want to look for something in these last three? Man, defend better. My goodness! Like just, just show some. That's why I was some saying the, sort of the step shot defensively. If you yeah. had a shot blocker who just erased twenty percent of somebody, you're just getting beat to the lane, and he could he could either alter that shot or block that shot or make that guy kick it out instead of getting a layup or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's literally worth wins oh, this yeah. year, and I just think it would dramatically change everything. They could probably afford to be a little bit more. Chance taking, yeah, which would generate some easy buckets if you get out in transition. You might actually practice getting out in transition so that you don't do things like they do now, where they just sort of inexplicably throw the ball yeah, like they say, hit the they're, wrong they're, button they're sometimes. Pretty bad in transition because they don't get out in which transition, which is actually surprising because like L. Ellis thrives in transition. Like he's a, a great you know with the speed and athleticism he has and the ability to finish around the rim. Uh, but yeah, defensively, like goodness gracious, if they get beat by one more backdoor cut, that's happened a million times this year like just easy it's the easy dunks and the easy layups where you're just like oh you know i know exactly what you're talking about and i think sometimes louisville actually catches teams surprised that they're open yes yeah yes that because i think what happens with the high level teams is they are used to okay if we do this the first place i look is this but they know that and that guy will be covered and then when they look louisville doesn't know that and that dude is wide and wide open and like the easiest thing in the world. You know, to whereas you sort of have to trick somebody at two levels. I think sometimes you've only had to trick Louisville at one level. And th- that just can't be true anymore. I really don't think they play zone very well. No. They don't, they don't do anything. They've tried well. they've tried a zone a few times here and there and, and it just not there. Not working. They I think which is I think they had some pieces where you maybe could have seen that work if everybody was bought into it, but no. Not going to happen. I want a shot blocker, and I want extreme measures in place for stepping out of bounds with the ball. <laughs> I want sharks, <laughs> like torture racks, like whatever we got to oh do. God. I'm kidding. You, I'm being ridiculous, but you know what I mean. I want headline. Mark Ennis calls for torture exactly. racks. In Just if you step out of bounds with the ball, that's all. Not like in general. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this team all year and tell me you're not in favor of that by the end of the year. Yeah, they've gotten so a little right better now. with some turnovers. Not really. A little, a little better. 
not great. We're grasping a little bit, but it's it's kind of the similar conversation to what we've had this year about like trying to like fairly evaluate this team and like comparing this team against this team and not right. getting into uh, the the standard scale because like we I, we do it with Kentucky too, you know, in this year and we talked about this on the wrap recently where it's like I think Kentucky has shown some decent fight and some toughness in, in the past couple of games yeah. to overcome some injuries and get wins they need. Uh, but how are you going to evaluate this season if they make like a Sweet 16 run and get knocked out? Is it like, okay, they actually rebounded from playing pretty poorly to advance a couple rounds, which I didn't really think they would for a bit? Or is it the usual standard of like, man, Cal just cannot get this thing rolling like they cannot get to a final four it's another early exit than what kentucky fans are used to I, that's that's a fascinating thing it will me. be if that happens we will have arrived at truly having gone full circle because my first year doing post games was 2011 into 12 season for yeah. louisville where rick had this reputation that was undeserved but all of a sudden it was like he doesn't win tournament games anymore oh yeah because you know the two first round exits and an NIT after that uh, final four run before that, and it was all we heard. He doesn't, re- and then obviously they had, but Calipari showed up and that just sort of ratcheted everything up. And now we've we've lived long enough to where he is going to have the reputation for not being a good tournament coach anymore. Yeah, I like mean, uh, mortality comes for us all. Well, man. just that this three year stretch for Kentucky basketball, if, if is the, awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for them it's. Uh, if, Just with the doctor order, I think it's it's gotten to a point where I think even if they do make a little bit of a run that people didn't expect, and I say a little bit of a run, not like a Final Four again, like a Sweet Sixteen or something, where people are so fed up with the lack of success over the last couple of years that they're not going to, they're not really going to recognize that. If I, and that's not even making excuses because I think it, honestly, I think for the amount of talent that's on the team, it's warranted. But all right, stand. Network pregame coverage for Louisville women's basketball after this. Then the game itself, postgame coverage as well here, all on 93 on the Ville. You've been listening to The Drive. See you. better work environment we can help call kelly jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today score a better job with us call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com that's kellyjobs.com tired of jumping from job to job how about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers.